Welcome to Zichud Asiman, member by Abraham Goldar, and today Mazeches Yuma Daf Ein of the seventh parak Balo Kongado. So the three dogs we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara describes the meaning between the Kohen Gadol and the one who had taken the Sirah Zazel out to the wilderness, which would take place the following day. Rush explains that the one who sent the Sirah out remained in the wilderness until after nightfall. If they met in the street, the one who took the Sirah out would say to the Kohen Gadol, Ishi Kohen Gadol Asinu Shechuscha. My Lord Kohen Gadol, we've fulfilled what you have commissioned us to do. However, if he finds the Kohen Gadol at home, he says, Mechayechayim Asinu Shechuscha. The one who gives life to the living, referring to Rosh Baruch Hu, we have fulfilled what he has commissioned us to do. Rush explains, then when he meets the Kongado on the street, he honors the Kongado in public by ascribing the commission to the Kongado. Rabbi said that when the Rabban would take leave of one another in Pumadisa, they would say the following, The one who gives life to the living should give you a long, good, and well-provided life. Point to the Pasuk of Mishlei states, Unto you, Men, do I call? Why does the Pasuk use this unusual word, Ishim, for men? This refers to Talmud Chachamim, who appears similar to women, and that they are non-aggressive and physically weak, yet they perform feats of heroic strength like men. The Marsha explains that their heroic accomplishment is overcoming their Yetzirah, which is a sign of true strength. Rebbe also said, one who desires to offer a wine libation upon the Mizbeach should fill the throats of Tanakh Chachamim with wine. For it stated in the Pasuk, Alechem Ishim Ekra, unto you men do I call. The word Ishim suggests Isha, an offering on the Mizbeach. And point number three, the next Mishnah lists the eight begun in the Kon Gadol and the four begun in the Kon Hediot. The Gemara brings a brace to the Tat. Dvarim Shinemar Behen Sheish, Chutan Kapushisha. Items which the Torah says should be made with Sheish, linen, had their threads spun sixfold. This means that each thread of linen was composed of six strands spun into a single thread. Furthermore, if items contained other materials in addition to linen, then each of the materials were spun sixfold. Mashzar, shmone, items described as mashzar, twined, had their threads spun eightfold. Me'il, shnei the robe, which was pure techeles wool, was made of twelvefold cords. The parochus was made of twenty-fourfold cords, and the choshen and the aphod were made of twenty-eight-fold cords. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara describes the meeting between the Kohen Gadol and the one who had taken the Sira Zazel out to the wilderness, which would take place the following day. Rush explains that the one who sent the Sira out remained in the wilderness until after nightfall. If they met in the street, the one who took the Sira out would say to the Kohen Gadol, Ishi Kohen Gadol Asinu Shichuscha. My Lord, Kohen Gadol, we have fulfilled what you have commissioned us to do. However, if he finds a Kohen Gadol at home, he says, The one who gives life to the living, referring to Gosh we have fulfilled what he commissioned us to do. Rush explains that when he meets the Kohen Gadol on the street, he honors the Kohen Gadol in public by ascribing the commission to the Kohen Gadol. Rabbah said that when the Rabban would take leave of one another in Pumbandisa, they would say the following, The one who gives life to the living should give you a long, good, and well-provided life. Point number two, the Pasuk of Mishnah states, Alechem Ishim Ekra, and to you men do I call. Why does the Pasuk use this unusual word, Ishim, for men? Rabbi Barachia said, This refers to Tamlechachamim, who appears similar to women, in that they are non-aggressive and physically weak, yet they perform feats of heroic strength like men. The Marshal explains that their heroic accomplishment is overcoming the Yetzirah, which is a sign of true strength. Rabbi Rechia also said, One who desires to offer a wine libation upon the Mizbeach should fill the throats of Tamil Chachami with wine, for it stated in the Pasuk, Alechem Ishim Ekra, and to you men do I call. The word Ishim suggests Isha, an offering on the Mizbeach. 
And point number three, the next Mishnah lists the eight begotten of the Kohen Gadol and the four begotten of a Kohen Hedyot. The Gemara brings a brace of the taught. Dvarim shenemar behen sheish, chutan kafo shisha, items, which the Torah says should be made with sheish, linen, had their threads spun sixfold. This means that each thread of linen was composed of six strands spun into a single thread. Furthermore, if items contained other materials in addition to linen, then each of the materials were spun sixfold. Mashazar, shmonet, items described as mashazar, twined, had their threads spun eightfold. Mi'il shnei the robe which was pure to chaos wool, was made of 12-fold cords, the Baroque was made of 24-fold cords, and the Choshen and the Aphod were made of 28-fold cords. All right, so now we get our Simmer Duff Ein Alf, and this one comes to us by way of Sammy Rubin from London, who suggests an Ein Alf is a donkey going E-Aw. So here goes. The two colleagues greeting each other in the street by a donkey were astonished when a slight and weak-looking Talmachachim picked the animal up with one hand as his muscles ripped through his garment, which was spun sixth-fold. Once again, slow motion. The two colleagues greeting each other in the street by donkey, donkey, that must mean one duff, ein alaf, e-ah. The two colleagues greeting each other in the street by donkey, which reminds us what the one who took the Sirul Azazel out would say to the Kongadol when he met the Kongadol the next day, and how he scribed his shlichus to the Kongadol when he met him in the street to give honor to him in public. So the two colleagues greeting each other in the street by a donkey were astonished when a slight and weak-looking Talmachachim picked the animal up with one hand, which reminds us Rabbi Berechia gives two pshatim in the Pasuk in Mishle that states, Alechem ishim ekra, and to you men do I call. This refers to the Talmud who appear similar to women in that they're non-aggressive and physically weak, yet they perform feats of heroic strength like men referring to overcoming their Yitzhahorah. The second shot is, One who desires to offer a wine libation upon the Mizbech should fill the throats of Talmud with wine because the word Ishim suggests Isha, an offering on the Mizbech. So the two colleagues greeting each other in the street by a donkey were astonished when a slight and weak-looking Talmachachim picked the animal up with one hand, as his muscles ripped through his garment, which was spun sixfold. Which reminds us, Abraissa taught how the big day kahuna were woven. Items which the Torah says you made with sheish, linen, had the thread spun sixfold. This means that each thread of linen was composed of six strands spun into a single thread. Items described as machzar, twine, had their threads spun eightfold. The me'il, which was pure techelos, was made of twelvefold cords. Parochah was made of twenty-fourfold cords. The chotch and the eightfold were made of twenty-eightfold cords. So once again, the two colleagues greeting each other in the street by a donkey were astonished when a slight and weak-looking Talmachachim picked the animal up with one hand as his muscles ripped through his garment, which was spun sixfold. All right, now it's time to go to our four-block back chazara. Daf Samach Zayin. So the Simon Daf Samach Zayin is a sizzling barbecue. So here goes. The ravenous bachrim at the barbecue. Barbecue. That must be more on Daf Samach Zayin. Sizzling barbecue. The ravenous bachrim at the barbecue, sitting at tables laden with baskets of bread, which reminds us the next mission describes the Ishiti's trek to the Azazal Cliff, where ten sukkahs were set up intermittently along the way, and at each sukkah they would say to him, Hari Mazan, Hari Maim, here's food and here's drink. That was taught in Abraisa that no one ever had a need for this food and drink, so why did they offer it to him? Rather, it was offered because the hunger of one who has bread in his basket doesn't compare to the hunger of one who does not have bread in his basket. So the ravenous bachrim at the barbecue, sitting at tables laden with baskets of bread, keenly watching in anticipation for the red strip meat indicator to turn white. Which reminds us, it was taught in a brisa that originally they would tie the lush and shells of horse on the door with the um on the outside, and if it turned white, 
They rejoiced, but if it didn't turn white, they were despondent and ashamed. They therefore instituted they should tie it on the door of the ulam on the inside, but people would still peek in and see what happened to it. They therefore instituted they should tie half of the strip on a rock and half of the strip on the goat's horns. Rabbi Nachum Papa said in Rabbi Kapar, originally they would tie the strip of red wool on the door of the ulam on the inside, and as soon as the goat reached the wilderness and was pushed off the cliff, the strip would turn white, and they knew that the midst of the seer was complete. As it says in the Yelbinu. If your sins will be like crimson, they'll become white, like snow. So the ravenous bachrim at the barbecue, sitting at tables laden with baskets of bread, keenly watched in anticipation for the red strip meat indicator to turn white, while enjoying their view from on top of the harsh and rugged mountain next to a cliff. Which reminds us, it was taught in a brisa azazel shia azvakasha. The term azazel indicates that the mountain should be harsh and rugged. It might be thought that the seer can be sent to a mountain in a populated place. The Torah therefore states, Bemidbar in the wilderness. Umanayin Shabbatsuk, and from where do we know that it must be a cliff? The Torah therefore states, Gezerah, meaning cut sharply, such as a cliff. A brisa was taught in Yeshiva Rishmoel, Azazel, Shemachapra, Maisa Uza, Azael. The term Azazel indicates that it atones for the act of Uza and Azael. Rashi explains that this refers to the two Malachim of destruction who descended to earth in the days of Naamah, the sister of Tuvalkain, and proceeded to a cohabit with the daughters of man. They represent the sin of adultery for which the Seir comes to atone. So the symbol of Samaches is Schach, and we use a Sukkah. So here goes. The Sukkah, Sukkahs, that must mourn Daf Samaches, Schach. The sukkah's cholmod extravaganza featured a high-tech sukkah where a par was dismembered by a laser with the skin on its meat, which reminds the source of the par in Sirbi Yom Kippur dismembered with the skin still on the meat, comes from a lima that connects him to the part called Mashiach, which has nituach with no hebshet, dismemberment with no fling. The Torah states regarding the part called Mashiach, but the hide of the bull and all its meat, Bikiru Upirisho, and its innards and its waist. But Papa explained, just as the bull's waist must obviously remain within its innards, so too the bull's meat should remain within its skin. So the sukkah's cholomot extravaganza featured a high-tech sukkah, where a par was dismembered by a laser with the skin on its meat. And tuma sensors detected the moment someone left the sukkah, which reminds us of the malchokas when the clothing of those transporting the par and seer become tame. The chamim hold that as soon as they exit from the walls of the azar, whereas Rabbi Shimon holds, Mishiyatsiza Urbaruban, as soon as the fire catches hold of the greater part of the limbs. According to the Chami, even though it's known that the par and seer are burned outside all three camps, the Pasuk states, to tell you that as soon as the par and seer leave one camp, they are metame, those transporting it, along with their clothing. The Gemara address what Rabbi Shimon learns from the Pasuk. So the sukkah's cholomot extravaganza featured a high-tech sukkah, where a par was dismembered by a laser with the skin on its meat, and tuma sensors detected the moment someone left the sukkah, while someone dressed in big day lavan read from the Torah. Which reminds us the Kohen Gadol can wear the big day lamb for Kriya Satora even though it's not an avoda. As evident, he can do the Kriya wearing his personal begotting. Now, this is not a proof that big day kahuna needs a behind, that is permitted to benefit from the big day kahuna even when not performing an avoda, since the Kriya on Yom Kippur is different to Tzorach avodahi, meaning that although it's not itself an avoda, it's an avoda need. Daf Samachtes, so the similar Samachtes is Sut, and we use a chimney sweep. So here goes. The leader of the chimney sweeps, chimney sweeps, that must be Moran Daf Samachtes, Sut. The leader of the chimney sweeps bowed down to a priestly man in beautiful garments, which reminds us of Shimon and Sedek's encounter with Alexander and how Alexander bowed down, saying he saw a likeness of Shimon and Sedek on the battlefield that enabled him to be victorious. And although the din is that one should not wear big dekuna outside the base of Migdash, the Gemara relates that either they were garments that were fitting to be used as big dekuna, or that here he was permitted to wear big dekuna as it was an emergency based on the Pasuk, Eis Lasso Sashem, Efeiros, or It's a time to act for Hashem. They have nullified your Torah. 
So the leader of the chimney sweeps bowed down to a priestly man in beautiful garments when he cast a fiery lion cub into a lead cauldron producing lots of soot, which reminds us of the Anshe Knesset subduing the Eitzor for Avodah and the decision to only blind the Eitzor for immorality in one eye, lest the world would become desolate, which resulted in the removal of the temptation for incestuous relationships. So the leader of the chimney sweeps bowed down to a priestly man in beautiful garments when he cast a fiery lion cub into a lead cauldron producing lots of soot. One assembly of great judges looking on proclaimed Hashem was powerful and awesome. Which reminds us that the Gemara explains the reason why the unshaken Eskadol were called by that name is that they restored Moshe Rabbeinu's praises of Kosh Baruch who have Gibor and Nor that Yirmiyahu and Daniel had ceased to use, thereby magnifying Hashem's greatness. So once again, the leader of the chimney sweeps bowed down to a priestly man in beautiful garments when he cast a fiery lion cub into a lead cauldron producing lots of soot. One assembly of great judges looking on proclaimed Hashem was powerful and awesome. Dafayin, so the Simmer Dafayin is a one-eyed Martian. So here goes. The one-eyed Martians, one-eyed Martians, that must mean we're on Dafayin. The one-eyed Martians listening to their high Martian, proudly doing a public reading by heart, which reminds us, the Gemara here asks why the Kohen Gadol reads the parchment of Sufin by heart instead of rolling the Savior to the proper place and reading inside. Rav Huna Rav Yeshua said, and then Rav Sheshis, because we don't roll a Savior to in public out of consideration for the covenant of the Zebra and making them wait in silence until the Torah is rolled and then read. Two reasons are given as to why a second Savior is not brought. Because people might think the first one is lacking, or because of the unnecessary bracha the Kongada would make. So the one eyed Martians listening to their high Martian, proudly doing a public reading by heart, wish they had chosen instead to go to the sacrificial burning taking place on a different planet at the same time. Which reminds us, the Gemara here asks why anyone would think that there's anything wrong with watching both procedures of Kriya Satoran and the burning of the offerings, and answers that you might have thought that one might not leave one procedure in the middle in order to observe the second one based on Rachel Akrish's principle of Ein Mavir and all mitzvahs. We don't pass over the opportunity to perform mitzvahs, the mitzvah being here, Barova Amadras Melch. It's a mitzvah of, with a multitude of people is the glory of the king. Therefore, the ton is coming to inform us that one would be permitted to do so. And Rashi explains that since those watching the mitzvah are not actually involved in its performance, leaving the area doesn't constitute a mavirin all mitzvahs. So the one-eyed Martians listening to their high Martian proudly doing a public reading by heart, wish they had chosen instead to go to the sacrificial burning taking place on a different planet at the same time, where only one ram was offered. Which reminds us, Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Kiva disagree about the order of the offerings, but agree that there was only one communal ram, since neither mentioned a second ram in their order of the Karbanas. So this is in accord with the Rebbe, as it was taught in the Bryce, Rebbe holds that there was one ram on Yom Kippur, the one mentioned by Yikra and the one mentioned in the Chumash Bekudim. Melezer Rebbe Shimon says there are two communal rams, the one mentioned by Yikra and the other in Chumash Bekudim. Rebbe holds that there's one, for it's written Echod, one ram. The Torah emphasizes one, even though the word ram alone would have indicated a single ram. Melezer Rebbe Shimon says that the meaning is Meyuchach Be'edro. It should be the choices of its flock. Rebbe learns it should be Meyuchach Be'edro from a different passage. All right, so that concludes the year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichur wishing you a great day and great learning.